This is... Wow! What a week. What a week. Politics. Welcome to Wow! What a week. Hashtag politics. So there's a politician who's in the news because of the behavior or misbehavior of his protectors. If our next guest was in government, he wouldn't have to deal with that problem. He seems to be so popular with our viewers, he wouldn't need a protection detail anyway. Well, maybe from uh, the overzealous, marry me, marry me's. Please give a wow, welcome back to Botsang Mudimuwame. Marry me, Muilwa. Tito Bermirmau, I don't know what the level of your Portuguese. Uh, marry me, no, no, not that one, please. <laughs> but, but definitely. I would never be needing any, you know, protection. One, so, I can so, protect myself. So you just spoke to me in Portuguese. Is that was was you was that you saying "meri mau" in Portuguese? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, it, it actually means "How are you, the the, the son of my mother ah. or my brother?" Yeah, mau. mau. It means my brother. And I just said "mau." So. Yeah, and you thought it's "meri mau." <laughs> no, I wouldn't. No, not marriage for me. Not that. I'm married to politics, and wow, what a week! All right, brother man, welcome back. Thanks, uh, what, good morning what, and morning to the What a nice uh, intimate setup today, and I, I see you're loving the intimacy. Yeah, well, I was saying when I came in, you know, mm. to the producers and the camera guys, this is too close. Fresh may end up kissing me in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I like it. Yes, I, I actually prefer this setup. It's up close and personal, and, yes, sir. and it's very comfortable. The EFF are 10 years old. Yes. Um, let's talk about the past 10 years, and if you were to give them a report card, what would it look like? Look, friends, quite, uh, congratulations and a happy birthday to the EFF. They yes, turned 10 uh, uh, yesterday, mm -hmm. actually, specifically. It was the exact day the EFF was formed mm -hmm. at Uncle Tom's Hall, you know, 10 years back. And in fact, today they'll be at the FNB Stadium. And uh, tomorrow, over the, yes, today, yeah. Saturday, yeah, yes. uh, it will be at FNB Stadium. And then uh, I think to scorecard out of 10, mm. I will give them seven. Okay. Uh, they've, uh, looking at for, for various reasons, mm. one, they've done well as a new formation political party, you know, dominated by youth or, or young people, even mm, if they're not mm, youth, under mm. 50, majority of the people who were there were under the age of 50, they've done well to can capture that political market. But their policies were also very clear on what they're intending to, to achieve and obtain as an organization. Obviously not in 10 years, probably in 20 to 25 years, but also the manner they managed to capture even the support of adults, you know, and people mm, who grew up mm. in the ANC and the former liberation movements. I think they've done well. But another important thing, administratively, they've managed to keep the glue together of the organization. A lot of political parties that became the breakaway from the ANC, mm. they became the victims of themselves. They became the victims of the ANC itself. Yes. And the EFF has survived yeah, most what of, Cope couldn't cope with, for example. Most of the breakaways eventually, the ANC says, leave them in the corner, they will eat themselves. That, that's how the ANC has operated. But, yeah. you know, I think what has helped them is that Julius, at some stage, he spoke about how he was part of the team in mm. the ANC mm. that was deployed by the ANC to destroy, you know, all mushroom and upcoming breakaways. So he knew how they operated and what they do. He mastered that art, and he made sure that they shouldn't get closer to that. But also, the EFF was, you know, 
uh, uh, dominated by Africanists, mm -hmm. you know, and, and people from the Labour Federation and youth who were never uh, uh, brainwashed by the ANC politics, you know, for lack of a better way. And, and, so it was very difficult for the ANC to infiltrate and penetrate and dislocate the EFF. Mm -hmm. And they've, they've handled the clue very well. They've done very well in that. Because it helps when you have people that follow your party, people that are in your party, that can't relate to the nostalgia of the struggle. Exactly. Because then you focus on what needs to be focused what on. What needs to be focused on. Yeah. And, and what they've done, they went public with their manifestos, they mm. went public with their intentions. They also went physical. You know, uh, they, in, they, were, they were very loud in the change the face of parliament. We have mm. to give them credit mm. for that. Mm. Where parliament was for guys with suits and ties, old people boring and so forth, they brought some flavor, sometimes very disturbing, sometimes, mm. you know, uh, uh, not something that was palatable. But, you know, in politics, you don't get palatable things at all times. They've done very well. Congratulations to them. They have grown over the years from mm. the time the EFF was formed on each and every elections, each and every time, whether it was local elections or it was national elections. They participated in two national elections now and provincial, and their percentages have grown. Uh, will they grow further with the new formations, with mm. the Africanist front, with them in some instances having own goals? Mm. I think their growth is no longer going to be as big, the margin or the percentage, or as fast as it used to be, you know. Sure. They've stabilized. One thing they've stabilized, they, to come out in 10 years and become the third political party in the country, I think it's it's, it's something that has to be reckoned and, and, and recognized and commended. And, and yeah, happy birthday to the Red Berets. If Julius Malema was to decide tomorrow I'm leaving the EFF, would the EFF survive without Julius? I think one, it it will survive, but it will not grow as it's growing. That's mm, one. Mm. Uh, Ju Julius is a narrator. He's a narrator. He's a public speaker, and he's a crowd puller. I've, mm. I've talked about it before. And he's charming. But he's charming. very, very mm. important. But there's another element that I thought about. I want to see now what's going to happen, because according to the EFF Constitution, the two terms are done. Mm. So Julius is going to must actually according to the Constitution. I want to see if Julius is going to pull an old man syndrome <laughs> of Africa to say for as long as the fighters want me and in now I'm here yes. to say I want to see I doubt I think it's going to be smart I think Julius is going to pull a pudding mm. on the EFF mm. if you remember how Vladimir Putin sure. remained in power for over 20 years mm. at first he was a military general yes then he became the prime minister then he came back as the president because they created that level of prime minister and president. And when he came to be the president of Russia, the prime minister portfolio was killed. So we may see Julius uh, 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 becoming the chairperson of the EFF mm, and mm. not the president. So he will remain to be the, you know, in command of the party and we'll see Floyd coming up or anybody else. For instance, Mali had a referendum about dropping French as an official language mm. and majority of Malians decided that, no, we don't want French as an official language. What if the EFF do a referendum and everyone, majority of people say, no, Juju must do a third term? Yeah, but that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Everybody does that in Africa to say, no, but we can do that third term, we can amend the constitution. Everybody loves if everybody everyone wants. has a say in it. I don't think, think there's anything wrong with it. It's only if 
me, I say, guys, I'm doing a third term. That is problematic. Democracy, I always say, is not a fair process. Just but if everybody says so, what? Why wouldn't they want it? Why wouldn't they want somebody else? Mm. You see, that's where we create demigods, and that becomes sure. a problem in the in African P politics. Personality politics. Personality politics. Yeah. I, I think Julius is a very good politician. He has mm. done well for the EFF. Start grooming and creating another person that will take over. It doesn't even have to be Floyd. Let sure. the people go and contest. But I think he will remain at the helm of the EFF. I, I, no doubt about mm. it. Uh, Julius loves power. Sure. You know, he loves power. He loves to be in control. He loves to be in charge. And power looks good on him. Yeah, well, he's, he's <laughs> born with that. But all I'm saying is the smartest thing he can do that will make the critics yeah. not to talk down on them is to step out of the president or the commander-in-chief of mm. the EFF mm. and become the chairperson. A chairperson of a political party or political formation is a very powerful position. Yeah. You can see how Kwede Mantashe has, you know, over the last two terms, mm. managed to maneuver over politics. He even decided that Ramaphosa is not going to step down when he was crying and he wanted to step down. Mm -hmm. But this comes from the old Communist Party of China politics. Chairman Mao, mm. the founder of the Communist China Party, that's why they named Chairman Mao, because of being the chairperson of, mm. of, of the Communist Party of China. You, I, I can tell you from the PAC side, the chairperson of the PAC yesterday, mm. uh, Johnson Lambo, was the commander-in-chief of the APLA forces. Oh, yes. So you can see how he got the balance. There's a way around it. There's a way around it. So Always. if you are smart, use the chairperson position. Mm. While we're still at the EFF, um, they had um, Lumumba speaking in uh, at UCT. Yes. And I, I think for a lot of people Lumumba is easily one of the Africans you can't help but love uh, because of his passion for Africa but many would say a blight on that is his position on um, gay rights in Uganda and and you know I always argue that as an African that has been persecuted for how I was born I was born black I didn't choose to be black. Um, I, I always find it unfortunate when Africans are anti-gay people but they were also born like that. So for you who's been persecuted for how you were born, to want to persecute others for how they were born, for me, I find it, there's almost a disconnect there. It, it is a disconnection. So, uh, and, 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 and uh, we also you know, need to remember that nice picture of Juju uh, with the pride flag. Pride flag, yes. And obviously now gay folk are saying, were you using us as a, a political... Landlord political statement. A, 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 exactly. Or are you pro-gay folk and why would Lumumba speak at your lecture. Fresh, you, you, first of all, you do not have to be pro-gay or pro-LGBTQs, mm. you know, at the end. You, sure. you don't have to be pro, mm. but you don't have to be a distraction of what they believe in. Exactly. You know, if you are anti-discrimination, naturally, sure. anti-racism, anti-minority you know, groups, mm. anti-sexism... You know, Pro-human rights. Pro-human pro rights. Yes. And, and this is where there's a disjuncture between mm. the EFF policy position. The, the rights of the LGTBIs are enshrined in the founding manifesto of the EFF. Mm. I can tell that with authority. Sure. They are in the constitution of the EFF. The EFF is the political party that came up and said, we'll have 50-50 basis of women, youth, mm -hmm. and, 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 and people they, and above 55. It. And they've lived, and they've lived by that. Mm -hmm. They can't let this one element to soil them, especially that there's been countries like Uganda in Africa mm -hmm. that has passed a laws or acts of parliament which are anti-human rights. Mm. And, and, and and for me, you said, you know, uh, Mr. Patrick Lumumba is one of, or Professor Lumumba is one of your favorite Africans. He's a poet to me. He's very mm. poetic. He's mm. been said to be a Pan-Africanist. But how do you become a Pan-Africanist? 
that goes and discriminate against human rights, birth rights, and choices mm. of other people mm. in this in this in this instance. The EFF tried, you know, to to salvage that situation to say no uh, different opinions. We are a, a broad church. We want people to come. We mm. engage with them. Mm. But no, no. I think it was. was I think it, it was, was an it old goal. It was a bad move. Yeah. Uh, especially that that uh, you know uh, Professor Lumumba has been very vocal about his anti mm. you know LGBTI stance, and people can have. I may be anti them, but I don't have to go and hate you and talk bad of you and talk evil of you yeah, because you chose to. Sometimes keep quiet. Keep quiet. We can't quote deal, you on your silence. Deal, deal with it in your instance. Mm. You know, uh, uh, you you mentioned Mali and you mentioned this thing of the. If I was thinking about something yesterday mm. uh, 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 when we were preparing to come to the show this morning on how the African singer, what is this guy, the the the, the racist African singer, he's proudly racist. Mm. Uh, who went and displayed the, the old the, apartheid the, the, flag? The 1900 balloons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I was searching, and people may not like what I'm gonna say, mm. but I always tell the truth. We sit here and we have won court cases. Mm. Uh, kill the boer, kill the farmer, mm. one settler, one bullet, the PAC flag, the Mkondroza flag, the Apla flag. Mm. The courts have protected us to say if we use them in our homes or at the rallies of those formation organizations, there is no harm because mm. there's history to that. Let's flip the coin. Let me be the devil's advocate. Mm. Is there no history for Africaners? the perpetrators of apartheid. Mm. For them, when they look at that apartheid 1928 to 1994 flag, mm. it means something to them because that's what they know. They know that black people are, are idiots. They know that black people are kafirs. They know that black people are, are inferior and all that. That's what they are brought up. And this is what we are supposed to deal with as a nation. Mm. When we talk of mental liberation, we should, we should not, not focus on mentally liberating African people only. Mm. We're supposed to even liberate the African who still sees the old apartheid flag mm. as a symbol of power and strength over black people. And somebody said, this is where the court made a mistake. Mm. Our Concord ruling on the displaying of the old South African flag, mm. it did not talk about it in private capacity, in your sure. own house. Mm. Like if you put it here, okay, this is the studio, this is a public platform because this show is going to go public. But you can display it in your house and there's nothing wrong with it. You mm. see, and that's where the, the, the problem is with the laws that we passed. We, we, we know Kokasi, but like so we have made it soft for the African. It's still kids' gloves. It's still kids. We treated mm. them with kids' gloves mm. regarding the atrocities of our which are very painful to some of mm -hmm. us. You know, when, when I see that old apartheid flag, actually, I don't even see the apartheid government. I see those yellow, yellow, yellow vehicles coming to shoot and arrest us at mm -hmm. Township. Mm -hmm. I see us being caught by the police and we are taken to court and everything was that orange, yellow, and blue. You understand? Mm -hmm. So it mm -hmm. is very painful. But I think our laws treated the apartheid atrocities with kids' gloves, and that's why we are sitting with that problem. That's why even the LGTBIs, we talk about it. These groups make noise about it. Mm. But we are not going to enforce and pass laws that will actually jail people mm. because it's hate speech. Mm. You understand? Why do mm. we say using their color is racism and it's hate speech, but when you talk bad of LGBTI, it's not hate speech. It's hate speech. It's fuel some of the people in townships, for example. People have been burnt. People have been beaten, burned, and killed for, mm. for choosing to be whatever they are comfortable with. You mm. understand? And, mm. and, and that's a problem that we're faced with, with the society. It's social ills mm. we are faced with. Oh, yeah, you were looking for Steve Hoffmeyer. Oh, Steve Hoffmeyer, yes. That's the yes. name you're looking for. Um, now, 
Let's, uh, before we wrap up with the EFF, um, you know, people were up in arms, obviously, protesting about um, Professor Lumumba's uh, speech. But there's an argument that says, but Museveni was in the country. Why were you guys not making noise at the airport when Museveni landed to say, why the hell do you feel you should be welcome in our country? but you're making noise outside um, a lecture hall. Uh, why aren't you dealing with the source also? Exactly. And, and, and personally for me, I would have loved to see the same energy there. That, um, oh, Museveni oh, oh, is coming to town, we're going we're gonna to actually uh, pick it outside the, wherever he's going to be. Actually, not only the LGTBI's formations mm. or yes. groups, even political parties like the EFF itself, Whoever, what, the DA, yes, what, which have all policies, the allies, all the allies, they should have started in parliament yes. to make noise mm. regarding because it was an official visit of President Museveni exactly. to South Africa. They all went silent. Nobody raised that issue in protest mm. in parliament to mm. say, let us not welcome that statement to our land because of his court policies or he's busy passing policies and very vocal about it sure. in Uganda mm. that are anti our constitution, anti exactly. our human rights. You know, section How is he a friend when our constitution exactly. says he shouldn't be a friend? Exactly. That's the first part. Political mm. parties all went silent. And almost every political party, including the ruling ANC in South Africa, they are pro-LGTBIs or supporting that mm. movie. But after that, these organizations themselves, who were protesting against Patrice Lumumba having a lecture with the mm -hmm. EFF, and the EFF defied them. They tried mm -hmm. to engage them before they defied them. They felt that when President Museveni, either on arrival or at the place where he was engaging mm -hmm. other political leaders mm -hmm. like President Ramaphosa, to go and launch a protest, walk into that wall and say, we don't want President Museveni in South Africa because of his position in Africa and naturally against the LGTBIs. Mm -hmm. and, and this is where you see that this juncture. This is where you see that even these organizations that some of us are supporting for their human rights, they are not doing justice for themselves. They are mm. not doing themselves favor. You can't pick and choose. You can't pick and choose who you protest against. Yes. You understand? If I have a, a, a stringent position to say I don't like corruption, if Fresh commits corruption, he's my friend, he's my mm. brother, I should be able to stop and stand say, Fresh, up. you are corrupt. I don't, sure. I don't have to be associated with mm. you. You must stand up at all times. It's a mm. principal position. But I think these organizations, they go with popularity. Yeah. Uh, uh, they stood up and, and, you know, somebody asked, why would they protest against the EFF and not against the government when it's hosting a foreign head of state who is anti-LGTBI? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. For me, that would have sent a much more stronger message to the government of the Republic of South Africa, to, because it's not to the ANC, it's mm -hmm. to the government. Why mm -hmm. are you hosting and accommodating and treating people mm -hmm. against our own human rights? Not in our land, not in our lifetime. They should have done that. Let's uh, keep it at home. Um, uh, Deputy President Mashatile is still in the news. Hey, <laughs> oh, Uncle Paul. Um, you know, so for those that missed it, uh, there's a video that went viral. Um, his VIP protect uh, protectors uh, caught on video assaulting uh, motorists uh, on a freeway in uh, Johannesburg. And um, his spokesperson said he was not in the vehicle at the time. Mm -hmm. But one of his protectors under oath in court this week says uh, he was in the vehicle. What's what here? And, and, and that's why they behave that way. That's, that's, first of all, we must condemn that behavior. Mm. It's, 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 that's actually criminality. Sure. And, and if those young boys or people, there was even a young lady in there, according to the video, mm. you know, mm. who were, were, were threatening the, the life of the deputy president, then you should have been in jail. Should arrest them. Arrest them immediately. Yeah, arrest them immediately. The fact that they were beaten and mm. with the butt of a gun and they were left lying there, that's criminality. But again, the deputy president office is not 
helping themselves. Mm. They came out with a statement <clears throat> immediately after the incident. Now there are issues in court and they are silent. It's the whole week now. Mm. You know, these people are applying for bail. We are not yet even into the crux of the case. We are, they are still, you know, on bail application process. Mm. And they say that the, the deputy president was there. You know, it's going to be very bad and damning if the deputy president comes back and says, no, no, I was, I was there, when mm. the police said they were not there. Mm. Because then it will mean the deputy president lied to the nation. Mm. You understand? It will be very damning on his political career, especially that he has been under attack. But uh, I think they should issue a statement as soon as possible to tell exactly what happened. But I spoke to somebody that is very close to me who used to be in the uh, 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 presidential protection unit. Mm. And also from my knowledge, having have worked or traveled or escorted presidents, not mm. as a security guard, you know, as an administrator. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh, when you look at it, mm. there's protocol regarding uh, a presidential protection unit or mm. VIP protection unit, and even private people who own uh, businesses and they travel with security guards. Mm. Uh, I, I do it when I, I, I'm being driven. There's a position you sit in the car, so the, the VIP will sit not behind the driver, but on the left of the vehicle. Mm. But if you look at the X5, for example, uh, the vehicles they are using. Mm. Uh, uh, it takes literally four adult passengers. The mm. driver, one cut in front, one cut at the back, and the VIP. Mm. If you look at that video, six people went out of those vehicles and the, the, the drivers remained in the vehicles. Mm. If people claim that the deputy president was in one of those two X5s, then it means he was squashed at the back between two bodyguards, which is highly unlikely from my knowledge. But also, the minute you stop uh, the the motorcade, you're endangering your principal. They also, also did not even just stop. They mm. stopped and they vacated the vehicles to go and assault people. So does it mean the deputy president was sitting in one of those vehicles with the driver only, without any bodyguard, without anybody standing outside to can protect him if anything happens? Mm. Personally, I'll be very shocked if President uh, deputy president Paul Mashatilo was in one of those two vehicles. If somebody comes and says to me, maybe there was a third vehicle, mm. then maybe that's another story. But if it was only those two vehicles, I will doubt if it was a if they claim that he was there and he comes and confirms that he was in one of those vehicles. How does President Topic President Paul allows to be squeezed? You know, those guys are huge. Uh, Kisland. <laughs> well, uh, maybe that could be the argument, but it is going to be a very bad and damning image on him. Public yeah. profile will be tainted, mm. you know, to say, how did he sit comfortably in that car when he saw his, you know, or it's a great, Or it's a great ad for the X5. Oh, yeah, no, I think... We, it's, we uh, can fit the deputy uh, uh, president and five And men. five other people in the ex <laughs> <laughs> Well, if that's the case, but, yeah, I think this is very bad. The, the deputy president office must actually come out quickly, mm. resolve this matter. The pro he has allowed the legal process to take course in court, which is fair and, and correct. And, and, and there's been intimidation of the victims, you know, mm. by WhatsApps or SMSs. Al 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 allegedly. Al allegedly, Because yes. the, the VIP protectors say they've not, not been there. in touch. It could yeah. have been anybody. Else, you understand? Mm. But, but I think for for political clarity, the office of the deputy president must come with a clear statement of what actually transpired on that day, or else it will continue mm. to give ammunition to those who are who have been every day mm. hitting at the deputy president. You know, uh, you know, it's damaging on his political career and his wishes or aspirations to can ascend to the higher office of the ANC mm. and of the land. Okay, so let's say. He was in the vehicle. Do you come out and say, okay, my office lied, I was in the vehicle, or do you stick to the story? 
You know, I once said to you, I can't lie. So you, are, you, are trying, you are trying for me to be a spin doctor. Uh, uh, I think that will be the only way out. Mm -hmm. If he was in the vehicle, the only way out, he should be able to say, no, 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 no. I don't know why my office said that. Go and talk to my office. So the spokesperson mm -hmm. will be in trouble. Like it always happens in government. Yeah, but you can fire them and then make them ambassador or something. Yeah, that's, that's what happens in government. No, but not an ambassador. You know, we are not, you know that diplomatic career must stop being tainted as the dustbin. I used to call it the dustbin of government. When you misbehave, in government mm. or you are a troublemaker they'll send you abroad so i didn't misbehave me you know i got diplomatic posts one after the other i never came home one you, you, no no but you were a diplomat uh, back at the time when you ended yeah but also or I, you were I, was, career diplomat. I was a career diplomat yes. i was not a political opponent but mm. also uh, we used to say it's a dustbin of government honestly mm. we used to say every politician minister if you look most of ministers we don't know what to MPs, do with this one we don't know what to do with this one uh, send them to Colombia. Uh, you send them somewhere in a very <laughs> funny country they'll send you in the middle of Colombia or somewhere yeah. where you'll be quiet. And like they did, like, you know, at Baker was it Jacob Zuma did it with Tony Leon. I think it was President Zuma. Mm. Tony Leon, after he retired, being the leader of the mm. DA. They sent to South America. Yeah, yeah. sent him to Argentina. Yeah. Not best country with trade relations with South Africa. Just go there mm. because there are things as a diplomat you can't say and get involved with. You are there as a representative of the state. You are flying the flag. You are flying the flag. Mm. So uh, Tony Leon career was, political career was squashed by Mshulosi. Chess move. Uh, you know, good chess move. Absolutely. They, they must just send Helen Zile to be an ambassador somewhere where she'll be very busy. Maybe it, in India. Do you think she'll take it? I don't think she'll take it. No, she won't. She's still in the helm of the DA. Helen Zile will not leave. That power is still nice. Yeah. Uh, the Patriotic Alliance uh, were in Israel uh, asking for advice and learning about coalitions. What do you think of them going out there for that kind of education and of their choice of country to go to? I, I don't know which one to start with. You know, the, the Patrick Alliance leaders are my personal friends. Yes, and uh, yes. uh, uh, one, very disappointed mm -hmm. of the choice of the country. Let me start with that one. Very, very disappointed. They issued a statement. The, the spokesperson who's part of the delegation, the, mm -hmm. the former editor-in-chief of the citizen, issued a statement to say, no, no, people must not get excited. We'll go to other countries in Latin America and Asia. Oh, so it's a chore. It's a chore. Okay. They, they, it's not going to happen once. So even if they don't do it immediately, but they have targeted about four or five countries mm -hmm. that they will be going to. A good political move to go and learn, because the PA has been in the forefront of alliances and, and coalitions in South Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, if you remember very well, they started in Cape Town mm -hmm. with one seat where the DA wanted to remove Patricia DeLille uh, uh, before the famous kiss with Helen Zillow, after the famous kiss. Mm -hmm. When Patricia DeLille uh, uh, was the mayor of Cape Town, the Patrick Alliance actually saved him when the DA wanted to remove him from the seat. Mm -hmm. And they only had one seat sure. that was a very decisive. So they have actually mastered the art of a coalition government from local government, and they've been playing in that field. They are going into national elections now. I think they are preparing themselves very well to mm -hmm. know what other countries are doing. Mm. But to go to Israel, I think it was a slap on the face of our our friends and our former, you know, uh, our fellow, you know, oppressed citizens, the Palestinians. Mm. And there has been noise about, you know, uh, 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 Israel as well. As recent as two years back, me and you, we had a conversation where Orlando Pirates was being slammed for going and play Tel Aviv. Mm. And the part of the alliance should, In have, not, Spain. Yeah, should have not made that mistake mm. of going to Israel primarily. Israel, I must say it for the record, Israel and India are the leading countries on earth with coalitions. Mm. 
for, for many years, over 20 years, their mm. government has been a coalition government. So they indeed have the best experience to learn from, but it's a bad country for South Africa to learn from. Let's see the other countries that they will be going into, but I don't think that should have been their first stop. I don't think they should have included Israel there. They should have done it hybrid. Mm. Instead mm. of going there, you know, they should have done it hybrid. Let's talk to the Israel, uh, 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 you know, IEC or the, the, the government. But I think the other thing that the Patriotic Alliance is doing is, is actually running ahead of many political parties. You can see what they are doing. They are realistic. They are realizing that uh, the country is going to coalition governments, whether provincial or national. Mm. So they are preparing a policy position, an informed policy position. By the time the EFF, the ANC, and the others run to go and learn what other countries are doing, they call them study tours. Let me tell you, in government, when you want to waste money, mm. you do study tours. That's the way people, they eat money. Yes. Study tours, things you can Google and go on Google. People may still think I'm sitting here and I go to Russia, I go there, I go there and see mm. what's happening. No, 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 no. I go online, I phone, I make calls, I have mm. meetings. That's how you do a research. You don't have to get into the plane. Or you could go to Russia and take your partner and your kids. Exactly. You understand? And you will learn how to do then you'll see how your wife will come back home frozen and very angry said that's not the holiday destination but i think it's the right move at the wrong country sure. for part of the alliance they should have you know a, a consultant and people with pure political clarity to can advise them this will be damning on you don't be especially that they are going into national politics now mm. at local government it's okay it couldn't matter i mean the da parallel to the national government uh, pushing the BRICS and the Russia relationships. The DA is busy with the U.S. Mm. directly as a provincial party. Mm. They are the official opposition, but they are moving. The Western Cape keeps on talking to the U.S. and engaging the U.S. about international and, and Almost politics. like they are their own country. Uh, the Western Cape <laughs> is the Republic of the Western Cape, and we are allowing that. It's going to catch up with us, with, uh, with us in future. Sure. Um. So... I, th I think we'll be naive to say we can't see the effects of global warming. You know, whether it's uh, the cold fronts we've been dealing with um, in, in, in Johannesburg, the fires that are raging in the Mediterranean, yes. the heat waves in America, um, you know, you name it, it's happening. I mean, um, the seawater, I think, around Miami this past week, yeah. just the surface seawater yes. was hitting almost 35, 35 40 no, degrees. Very abnormal. So, so um, global warming is a problem. It is but, a reality. But, but majority of the nations that have gotten us here, uh, did it with impunity. Uh, they were burning coal like it's running out of fashion. Oil, coal, everything and, else. And, and now that it's Africa's turn to grow and try and catch up, we're being told about just energy transitions. Money is being thrown at us. Uh, here's a couple of billions. You must... We're 8.5 uh, billion rich. Uh, uh, eight, yeah, you know, whatever, however, however many billions it is, each nation is uh, being enticed into cleaning up your, your, your energy trail. What are what I want to know, though, is would we be wrong to say, please allow us to grow how we want to grow? Obviously, yes, we will monitor our, um, our carbon footprint, but also allow us. When you were doing it, nobody was saying to you guys, you're burning too much coal. You're doing this, you're doing that. Now that you guys are highly industrialized, Tina was still taking along. You want to say to us, no, no, guys, uh, let us tell you how to manage your own growth, how to manage your own footprints. 
like um, um, like w- Fresh, we shouldn't even we shouldn't even say to the so-called superpowers in the west but mm. in the east we have all of them sure. we shouldn't even say it's our turn to do our own thing to mm. the environment mm. we should be able to say what doctor uh, uh you know this thing of calling people with their names d fresh sure minister a minister a doctor minister yes Majaivan. yeah uh, uh, he is right. I think the guy now is reality because he's inside mm. to say no, but we will not achieve what when I'm here to deliver electricity. Sure. I need coal to deliver electricity. Mm. And let me tell you, historically, South Africa has been one of the first signatories of, of, of that treaty. Mm. And we have done well as a country. When you look at the scorecard report, mm. we have done very well as a developing country that relies on coal for energy and other things. In, we, in have, fa- we have destroyed and dismantled and sold our nuclear capabilities, mm, mm, mm. you know, to show the cooperation. Now we have crisis. Mm. We are having load shedding, which is causing deaths of people, mm. not only in hospital, but, but for people relying on other alternatives like gas mm, and heaters mm, and candles. Mm, people mm. are dying. Yes. So, so I think the West or the it's not even the West. All of them, they should leave us alone to can focus on solving our problems. This thing of funding the clean energy, it's in the right direction. They are doing it after they have polluted the world. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's something in the right direction that came a little bit late because you mentioned the effects of global warming at the moment. Mm-hmm. But look at it where it comes from. It's NGOs that are giving governments. Monies and an NGOs formed by what? By countries like the USA who have polluted the world. Mm. They form an NGO. They push countries like South Africa to can stop using things like coal to can create energy. God-given natural resources like coal that can solve problems in our country. And and then you you pump on billions, but they don't pump those billions. On, on poverty, education, and, and hunger and starvation in countries like Somalia. African mm. people are hungry, are poor. They don't pump those billions to save those lives of African children, but they are pumping us to clean the environment. We are not anti a clean, green environment. Sure. But if it comes at the expense of human lives, and that's where the problem is, mm. if it comes at the expense of the economy, these countries that are using coal and relying on coal, Mozambique is in a better advantage because of Kaurabasa, mm. but they need that for their economies to grow. Mm. You understand? We mm. need that for our economy to grow. We need energy, we need electricity. It has affected a lot of businesses in South Africa. Production, you know, processes have been affected very badly. Small businesses have been closed and suffered because of a load shedding. Mm. If we have coal to can solve that problem, let it be. Mm. Let's allow it, but in a control manner. And we have been doing yeah, it we're under not say, we're not saying screw the world, screw any accords we've signed. Yeah, exactly. But but at some stage, if I mean, I was reading that some of our coal-fired uh, uh, power stations are not operating optimally maximum, yes. because they have to go, uh, you know, they have to, ma- level, they yes. have to manage the emissions. Exactly. Which and, is all good. And we have been doing it. We have been doing But there's a crisis right now. There's a crisis right now. If we go a little bit up to can deal with the crisis, mm. what more harm can it do worse than what the West have done to the world? Mm. Now it's impacting on them. You mentioned the, the water in Miami, you understand? Mm. What more harm? They created that. So they want us as poor African countries. Mm. you know, or states, to help them to clean up their mess. 
That's what they are trying to force us to do, actually. We must clean the mess created by the West. It's affecting them more than us. We, we do get impact of, you mentioned the mm. cold in Tobek, mm. and or we do have an impact as an African you know, country or in Africa, but it's not as worse as it is like in the West and the East. Mm. They created the mess. Let them deal with their mess. We will respect international treaties that we have signed sure. regarding emission, but we've got crisis we now. We must also look after our people. And what is good for, 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 for Ramukhopa at the mm. moment mm. is that he is now talking the language of Guadamantache, the minister of Min uh, mining and uh, minerals. I don't know what is he now. Mm. Mining. So there are at least two senior ministers at critical positions. They are talking the same language. Pravin Godan as the minister of public enterprise, it's business. It's the business wing of government. Mm. He must just listen to these two, you know, energy expert and mining expert, their outcome of their department, and he must implement them. ESCOM. And ESCOM has a little bit, you know, I've been monitoring them. They are a little bit quiet, unlike the writer. Mm. They are having a, a functional board and an ESCO at the moment. Mm. There's a little bit of improvement. You can see the, the, the changes. But, you know, uh, there's also a big dog in there, not you. Mm. Uh, Robert oof, McBride oof. is in there mm. as the investigator of all the, 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 you know, corruption that has been happening there. So if you have somebody like Robert McBride, who has been mm. appointed by the president, to go and dig and find out what has been happening in ESCOM, they know him well. We all know his capabilities. Mm. And I just hope he finishes his term. <laughs> he never finishes any of his terms. And I just hope they let him clean up ESCOM, which mm. is having in inverted commas, a good board and a good exco at the moment. And I think we are in, in the right direction with Ramu Kopa, sure. saying, guys, we need coal. We cannot continue like this. These billions, actually, uh, Midubi, one, one of the old power stations that have been decommissioned recently. Mm. Uh, I don't know whether it's Kusilo Midubi, but one of the old ones in, 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 in Pumalang. Maybe we should look at trying to, you know, resuscitate it and a little capacity we can get in mm. from it. Instead of inventing, reinventing the wheel, sure. the government can do that while parallel to that. Mm. We can invest on solars, we can win the Yeah, we can on clean wind. up. We can clean up. But for the moment, the country needs electricity. Mm. The people sure. are suffering. And and I'm not only talking about that me and you experience. Okay, I don't experience load shedding, but it, there's a controlled one. Two hours there, three hours there, four hours there. You talk to people in other areas, particularly in townships, mm. they will tell you six hours, sometimes 12 hours go without them having electricity. Mm. It's no longer load shedding, it's crisis. Sure. And and I think uh, uh, it's our coal, it's our God-given coal. Mm. We are using the coal responsibly to can provide energy. Sure. Let's uh, go further northeastish. Forty-nine African countries, uh, either the heads of states or senior um, dignitaries, are in Russia for the Russia-Africa summit. What does this say generally to NATO and the global West, and should we care? I think we should care as an African country. Mm -hmm. We should be excited about this move. Sure. When you look at But should we care how it's perceived? How it's perceived. Look, they tried. The mm. West and NATO, they tried. They, America unleashed its senior government, including the Secretary of State, mm. had five trips in Africa before this summit. They were bringing suitcases with money, choppers with money, jets with money. They had dinners and deals with individual presidents of this countries. But... They even had a summit in, they, uh, in uh, Zambia to in teach Zambia, us how yes. to be democratic. <laughs> yes, yes. So the, the West tried, yeah. but thumbs up, kudos, 
to African leaders. Mm. We are sitting with 54, 55 states, 49 of them. Mm. It's almost every state in Africa, whether represented by a secretary of state, a mm. minister of foreign affairs, or a head of state, are sitting in Russia in closed doors and engaging the Russian Federation President Putin and so forth. Kudos to them. They've responded well. This is a very good and, 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 and you know strategic relationship with Russia. Mm. But this is happening in the middle of sanctions against Russia, in the middle of war between NATO and Russia over Ukraine. And and by the way, China, I'm told, is present at, at that as a as a fan or a supporter and observer mm. of the Africa. You know, China is friends with Russia. They are there. They are saying we are coming to support our friend, and China is friends with Africa. So this is a slap on the face of the West. This is actually Africa asserting itself and saying to NATO and the West, you are not going to dictate to us anymore who our friend should be. Yes. You know, there's a video that's making round on of President Museveni uh, uh, telling some uh, conference or sitting that at some stage six African leaders were flying to Libya to go and engage Colonel Gaddafi before he was killed. Mm. And NATO told them, they were led by President Zuma, mm. and NATO told them, you are not going to land there, you are not going to encroach into that airspace turn your jets and go back. Now now African leaders have actually showed NATO and the West to say, we are not going to turn back. Mm -hmm. we, we didn't have the Poland saga anymore. President Ramaphosa arrived in Russia without saga. But they are in, 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 in Kremlin, they are in St. Petersburg, they are engaging with Russia to talk about trade issues mm -hmm. with the African country. Coincidentally, when that happened, the committee that President Ramaphosa had appointed uh, uh, to, uh, to investigate the Lady R Arms, you know, transportation mm, allegation mm. by the American ambassador, completed its report in this past week. We don't, it has not released the report because it must be handed over to the president. Sure. So when we meet and we talk with our followers next week, we would have had sight of what was in that report, whether there were arms, whose arms going where, and things like that. But and I, I think African leaders are also stingy of information. Maybe it's because we don't have access to the Russian media. Mm, but mm. nobody, not even Derko, has treated or said of the progress. You know, I sure. think it would have been better if our Derko could be keeping us informed of what is happening in, in St. Petersburg this week uh, uh, regarding the Africa-Russia uh, you know, trade summit. And then nobody, everybody is silent. And, and I don't think it's fair on us as the 1.2 billion citizens mm. of the African continent. But should we expect a lot to come out of this summit in the bigger scheme of things? Uh, looking at how little trade generally the continent does with Russia compared to the trade with do with a NATO, with a USA, for instance? Look, there, there won't be much coming out of this at this infancy stages. Mm. This summit, it's new, it has established a few years ago. Mm. So, but I think it's a step in the right direction. It's a building block sure. that the continent can use. And the, the beauty of it is that we went there as a continent. You know, it's not the South Africa, it's not a bilateral relation. It's mm. a multilateral mm. with a very huge, you know, powerhouse like Russia. I think also due to the fact that there's this conflict and sanctions an economic embargo, whatever you call it, with Russia. And, and we need, uh, if we go, I, and I used to use the example, Russia has oil, Africa needs oil, despite mm. that we have oil in Angola and, 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 and other countries like Nigeria. We need that, for example, as South Africa. And if we can get oil cheaper than we get it from the West, because you may have oil in, 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 in Nigeria, but that oil goes to Shell in the U.S., and then it comes back to us as the U.S. oil or petroleum or our fuel. Mm. It will benefit the country that, so that we should not invest and put our basket, our eggs in one basket. Mm. We should, the world is changing at the moment. The world order is changing. It is no longer the West and the former colonialists. 
adults sure. who are dictating to us what to do. Mm. And, and, and you look at the China trade, you look at Russia's influence on Chinese uh, trade and politics. I think if Africans are very smart, they may have trade relations that are much more long-term viable that are much more cheaper than solely relying on the West. And the West is suffering its own crisis and challenges as well. Sure. Why wouldn't they want Africa to trade with Russia when Germany, which is a member of the G7, is relying on grain, on gas, mm -hmm. from, solely from Russia, mm -hmm. and they want to tell us not to do that? Why would they want to do that? And I think this defiance campaign of the African leaders uh, 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 it will benefit the country. Some of the, some, one thing that has happened in the last few months that the world is not talking about, China has built their own aircraft for the first time in the history of the world. Mm -hmm. It's no longer Boeing and what is the other company, uh, the bigger company uh, that making jets. Now China is making jets. We can mm -hmm. look into that. Mm -hmm. We can look at opportunities that will help the continent to grow to be economically viable, mm. you know, uh, in a multilateral forum. And, sure. and, and the AU needs the support of all countries. I don't say we don't need the support of the West and to continue trade relations with the West, you know, whether it's the Great Britain, America, France, and so forth. But why wouldn't we trade with the other person? If I'm on business mm. and I sell fish and you are next door, you sell meat, and somebody comes and says, I'm selling tofu, why wouldn't I talk to that person when the number of vegetarians mm. or non-animal eating people, vegans are growing. And this is the platform where we are at the moment. Sure. We must explore any opportunity as an African nation that, you know, comes in, in our way. I'm, I'm just happy to see the fact that increasingly, especially African nations, are becoming emboldened in calling out double standards of the global West. Yeah. Because for the longest time, it's always been a case of do as I say, not as I do. When you have leaders that are easily corruptible, when yes. you have leaders that are easily bought, mm. that rely, and this is how the West managed this whole thing. They sure. always had leaders that they could put money into them, into their families, their kids are studying abroad. That, that has changed a little bit, mm. whereby national politics in Africa have become dynamic. We've sure. got a number of multi-party uh, governments in Africa. Unlike in the past, we had the liberation movement that, that ruled or governed or misgoverned <laughs> a nation yes. for a very long time. So what the West did and former colonial masters, they will focus on the leaders of that, that former liberation movement and pump money into that political party and pump mm. money into that government and control them. You understand? That, that's how they managed to do this. But now with multi-party, for example, in South Africa, we are sitting in a situation whereby if the ANC will do what they did 10 years back and get money from the West and donations, mm. the mm. DA, the EFF, and even other small parties that can afford to go abroad without donation from the West, they will raise and they will ask questions. And I think this multi-party political system or democracy in a lot of African countries is actually aiding, mm. it's actually making African leaders to watch each other. Yes. To say, we cannot allow you in the name of our country to go and engage this one nation that is controlling and feeding you. That's why, Fresh, most of the African leaders from liberation movements, they, 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 they had their children, they had their investment, they had their houses in the West. Almost every African leader had a bank account in Switzerland. You understand? Today, with the laws we have in South Africa, the day President Ramaphosa, Mbeki, Zuma, or whoever will have a 
house somewhere in the world or investment, we will know about it and we'll start asking questions. Why do you want to have a house in the Switzerland? Where did you get the money from? Mm. Now, more and more African countries are passing such laws, such practices that are watching politicians. So it is very, very rare now. You will find them being easily controlled without being detected. So sure. once they are being bought, bribed, mm. and at the expense of the nation, it will be easily detected. Sure. So I think the multi-party democracy going, mm. and the oppositions, oppositions are doing a very good job in sure. Africa at the moment. Let's uh, wrap up in uh, Mali. Uh, Mali is in the news. Um, they had a referendum, and 96% uh, of Malians uh, said we don't want French as an official language anymore. Overwhelming. It's been, it's been a, an official language in Mali since 1960. Uh, yes, it will be one of the working languages, mm -hmm. uh, for obvious reasons. Yes. You know, but it's not one of our official languages anymore. Overwhelming. 96% mm. of the nation. And mm. and and I think uh, uh, this is long overdue. You will see a lot of African countries are going to follow. But actually, Rwanda did it. They didn't totally kill French. They added more. Kenya, mm. Rwanda, mm. and English became official languages in Rwanda, on, on top of French as mm. well. Mm. But I think it's a right move. You know, decolonizing the mind, decolonizing the, the cultural being of our decolonizing mm. the language. Because the language is part of our culture. Especially in a country with over 70 languages. Mali is 70 uh, Languages. Yes, yes, but, and, and but French dialects. was right up here. Exactly, but French was right up here. We, we go in Parliament. You know, I've seen in the Botswana Parliament mm. people are dressing Parliament in Setswana, and it's mm. okay. They go and they speak Setswana without. A, we are now having twelve official languages. So, mm. so, but we'll keep English as South Africa. I don't think South Africa will go there. Through. It's a working language. It's a working language. Yes, yes. But to say it's official, the, the the people of Mali will now go to school and learn mathematics and science in any of the local languages they prefer. There'll be a lot of work, a lot of investment. So Work, they can yes. even still learn in French, mm. but it's not an official language. I think culturally, mm. it is a decision in the right directions. You know, again, kudos, bravo to Mali. And we hope that part of decolonizing is to root the evil. You know, anything that is left in your system that mm. will remind you your colonial masters, we must get rid of that. For as long as we are, are, are you know, adoring and using and doing things uh, uh, the way the colonial masters did. Like, for example... And, and you still treat them like they are the boss. Yes. They treat, you know, like, for example, I, 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 we took so long mm. for South Africans to realize that wearing a suit and a tie was part of the British mental colonialism. Mm, that mm. a, a decorum is when a person is in a suit and a tie. You go for interview and they look at you. I go with my African shirt. I go with what I'm comfortable exactly. in. Exactly. Because a suit and a tie doesn't define me, you know, mm. and people should not look at... You know, somebody was saying to me last week, but I was dressed crap in the show, yeah. and they, I was lambasted <laughs> last week. So why did you go to the show? I'm like, you can't be looking at me. Fresh come there with sports. They're like, no, 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 French is the anchor. Le, you are, le, you le, are the guest of the show. You should have seen the tracksuit you were wearing at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cold, man. But you know, you know, I was lashed, yeah? I was so lashed. My woman actually said to me, and then? Mm. Who did? Where did you wake up to get go to the studio? And, and like your that? woman makes clothes. Imagine she makes, you know. So, uh, I think, but the decorum and and we should clearly 
move away from the European cultures. Mm. It's mm. Europe that colonized Africa. Sure. We should move away from European cultures. We should, when we look at somebody dressed like you, we should be able to say he's comfortable in his clothes, mm. he's comfortable in the language he's using. Look at our so-called uh, sports stars. Mm. The difficulty they have when they have interviews mm. to can respond to questions with passion. Sure. And I always say to them, why are they struggling in English? Yeah, why don't you have a translator? Why don't you have a translator? Forget even the translator. Yeah. Speaks in Zulu, let it be the broadcaster's program. Yeah, it, it must be their baby, the it broadcaster. It must be their baby, yes, yes. Not yours. Another thing that delays us in Africa, I was listening to an interview of the South, of the, you know, international African aeronautic uh, 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 trade. Mm. You know what is the other problem in, in the continent with language is, is the number of the colonial. We've mm. got the Francophone countries, the mm. French speaking, you've got the Lusophone, Portuguese speaking, mm. and then you've got the Anglophone, the English speaking. When we go mm. in my official work to these meetings uh, uh, of Sadak, for example, sure. in Sadak has three official languages. Mm. It's English, French, and Portuguese. Now, when we have to come with resolutions and sign them off, they must be translated by professionals mm. in those languages. What happened to direct translation that the UN is using, sure. that, that countries mm. of Europe, mm. the EU is mm. using? We are sitting here battling mm. with languages that were imposed of us by foreigners. We can't even find to say, let us adopt one you know, uh, Nguni language in Sadak mm. to be the official language. One, uh, for example, in East Africa, the dominant language there is Kiswahili. Mm. The East African community in their parliament in East Africa, there's five nations there. Kiswahili is the official language because mm. all those countries speak Kiswahili. Sure. You understand? So this is the direction we should be moving in. It will save time. Mm. And and this thing of self-hate, you know that we, we have self-hate. It, it instills pride. Of, or it's pride yes. of saying, you English speaking, you think you are better. We, mm. the French, we have a romantic language in East Africa, as if French and English are our languages. Mm. While mm. we are supposed to be boasting to say Setswana is Zulu sure. or Kiswahili or whatever language is, spo is spoken in Africa, that should be our pride, and we are lacking that. I look forward to the day Miss South Africa says anyone that speaks any language can represent us as a Miss South Africa. Um, you know, if someone is a, a vendor speaker exactly. or they should be able to represent the country. They'll take a translator. They need to take a is translator. Is there a problem? When like, are we going to have a, a Miss South Africa who is a, a sense-speaking person? Exactly. And a quiet-speaking person? Exactly. Because that's another language that we should bring forward. Exactly. That, uh, 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 that whether it's Sen or Koya, all the people is not quite Koya because the Koya thing is historically a wrong thing to say. It's, mm. it's actually an insult. And the Sen speaking people who are all over Botswana, Namibia, and South Africa, mm -hmm. when are we going to sit down and say, these are our forefathers, these are the native of the original our, human, the original being. human beings mm. on earth, and mm. we don't want to even recognize their language. Mm. And I, I support you, I agree with you. We should arrive at a stage whereby we should be able to do that. I look at soccer stars, mm -hmm. Lionel Messi and everybody. Look at them when they're being interviewed. He's in the U.S. now. Messi goes there and speaks Spanish. He doesn't mm -hmm. care. They run around, they find translators. Yes. And we are not doing the same. Mm -hmm. Wait for me until I get into parliament. I don't know what. I will go there and speak Sitswana. My man, you must wear your loincloth. It's fine. As long as you put lotion on your bum. Because <laughs> I don't know if I want to look at an ashy bum. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, my brother. I will do that. But, yeah, we should be very proud of our culture. Yes, sir. Um, um, in closing, brother man, where do we find you on social media? Where do we order your book? 
And you order the book at botsangm at gmail.com mm-hmm. or you WhatsApp 082-485-9100. And on social media, hey, I'm on TikTok. It keeps me busy these days. Uh, at botsangm, TikTok, Twitter, and also on, what do you call that on Instagram? Yes, sir. So, you know, I couldn't cope with Instagram. Mm-hmm. Now TikTok has taken over my life. But look, I like what the team does. Have you, have you done any uh, challenges on TikTok yet? No, no, no I'm scared. Yeah, it's very, yo, 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 I'm scared. But Keleto <laughs> is handling it. The producer of this show is handling it for me. Yes, so uh, once, twice a week, she sends some of the clips. People are liking some of the clips mm. where we focus on one thing. So she's sharing that with me. Nice. Uh, it's very hectic. I'm not yet brave to can engage on TikTok. I ran away from Twitter. Mm. No, TikTok is worse. But the thing about TikTok, it's old, middle, young. Everybody, yeah. you found Google. Every, everyone is there. Everybody everyone is there. Is there. Yeah. No, but old people like cameras, man. I no, no. People like cameras. Everybody wants to watch We see very funny things there. I think you're an ageist. <laughs> no, I no, no. That's the problem. I, I, I won't cope. It's, it is just too much. I sit sometimes in the morning on mm. TikTok. And when I woke up, I'm, I'm like, it's almost an hour. I'm sitting there looking at people's videos. And yeah. it's it's wasting a lot of time. For me, I can't cope. Yes, I would sir. rather go to cheat and watch Tito Mboweni's horrible cooking skills and the man is not even apologetic about it yes, dude. <laughs> that's a problem for another day but yeah. thank you so much brother man we'll see no, you in thanks, a week my brother yeah we'll see you in a week in closing we'd ironically like to make reference to a well-known south african greeting in the 1990s an ad for telecommunications company gave us a phrase that was used by south africans of all ages and hughes yebo gogo <laughs> the face of that campaign was Professor Kole Amutosho, who has sadly passed away, as people in the media space would like to salute him and give thanks to the spirit he helped create. And in that same positive vibe, we wish you all a wow week in the head, and shout out to all the teams uh, taking part in the Netball World Cup, which uh, kick-started in Cape Town this weekend. And also shout out to Banyana Banyana, wishing you nothing but the best at the Women's Soccer World Cup. Shout out to Amp Studios, that's where we are right now the africa podcast network we are family love you guys pezulu works for the incredible cinematography Otis the flow fraser he is our audio engineer be responsible for all of the imaging and shout out to Botsang our creative director kuvesh mohan and our show producer get in touch with us on email waw at africapodcastnetwork.com and remember to like remember to subscribe and remember to be back in a week, we're out of here.